Hi, good evening, listeners. I have a special guest with me today. I have Rajat Gupta with me. Rajat is from Tesol. Let's ask him more questions around Tesol and his journey. Let me first begin by saying thank you, Rajat, for you know giving us your time on a Friday evening. We are extremely <laughs> grateful to you. Absolutely. Rajat, if you could, you know, for us to set the context up of the conversation, introduce yourself and the organization, and then we could we could get into the conversation more. Sure. Um, so, uh, so I um, I'm actually a mechanical engineer. Um, I graduated in 2003 um, from IIT Delhi. Uh, and uh, during our time when we when we were graduating there were very few people who would actually take up mechanical engineering job uh, and i was uh, you know one of the few uh, in fact uh, after that i worked with uh, a company called robert bosch uh, very famous for their engineering products uh, and that's where i actually learned the, the whole practice the art of engineering in that sense and uh, post that, I uh, went for further studies. I did my MBA uh, from Harvard Business School. And uh, post that, uh, started uh, very actively working in the clean energy space. And uh, that, that was a very interesting confluence of both what modern technology was, uh, could offer, as well as my own skills in, in engineering and my love for, for building things. And, uh, and therefore, I worked with a startup for a, for a year and a half, a short stint at a venture fund, post which I realized that I wanted more action in life and uh, started the company. Uh, Tesol, when it started, it was uh, a company which was commercializing a technology, um, uh, which is thermal energy storage. And you know I can talk about that later. But essentially, our focus has been in, uh, in figuring out solutions for uh, the cold chain or let me call it the alternative cold chain uh, technologies that uh, are bridging the gap which the current technologies are unable to offer and cold chain is a part of everyone's life and we deal with all products that you see in your refrigerator when you open your refrigerator half of them uh, are, uh, are let's say transported using our uh, our technology so uh, so that's something that we started building uh, we are uh, a technology company of the earlier kind not the latest kind right so we have chemicals we have heat exchangers we are building products that that actually move uh, along with uh, along with food um, and and pharma uh, your vaccines etc so everything that requires temperature control uh, goes uh, goes uh, you know in one of our products uh, or our competitors product for that matter right so and um, and we've been able to really um, scale the technology from a small little bag that can bring your yogurt all the way to a large truck which carries you know this yogurt from a from a large factory so uh, so everything that goes around the cold chain uh, except what is traditionally done like a diesel run refrigerated van uh, we do so i hope that that gives a, a little bit of an introduction about what we uh, what we do no, absolutely it does. I think, I think now, uh, especially after pandemic, everyone <laughs> knows what cold chain is because it has been that, that, that entire terminology or the word has been spoken a lot when, when it 
that came to vaccines now everyone understands that thing absolutely now, did you had your you know trust with the vaccination covid vaccination management as well as a yeah we did we did so we have oh, wow. uh, we have done uh, a few a uh, few vaccines that a few companies that have that have used our solutions for movement of vaccines and especially at the last mile level where uh, people had to move it from a central place to multiple cities one of our customers um, uh, also used it for their corporate vaccination program uh, uh, so we did uh, this work for alliance industries and uh, this was done across i think a thousand odd locations uh, giving vaccines to all their uh, employees etc and then um, it's still being used for for movement of their temperature control drugs so that's one of the one of the showcases amongst you know many others that we have yeah yeah and I, i i mean so let me put it like this it is one of the most important job that you would have done ever i think you you <laughs> 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 killing the yeah, pandemic yeah. first yeah yeah absolutely yeah from a uh, i i yeah i i think i think preserving anything that is a value is yeah, um, is noble uh, that's what really you know excites us uh, with our job of course vaccine is something which is life saving but i think yeah. uh, you know the the value of something uh, is realized only when when you get it Uh, spoiled so saving it is a is a noble job which we <laughs> which we have undertaken yeah, absolutely and especially in the in the times that we are currently in i think i think now i want to uh, ask so you've been you've been in the ecosystem or domain for a while what has changed in i mean how do you compare let's say 10 years what has changed how what are the latest trends in in technology now I mean, look at I. I think ten uh, years back, uh, delivery was not this sought after. Today, your your e-commerce, your your you know, <laughs> grocers, yeah, everything is is moving via the help of leaders like you. So, I think what has changed? What are the trends that you are currently, uh, you know, following? What are the trends of the future? If you could talk to us about that. So. I I think uh, from a technology standpoint, uh, Rohit, my sense is that technologies have existed for many many years. What changes is uh, people's outlook, people's way of life, their uh, you know their consumption patterns. And if you look at over the last ten years, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of evolution. Uh, on the food processing side, there have been so many new brands, so many new curated. Uh, you know, foods. Uh, in fact, in the pharma space, there have been a lot of biologicals that have come up, so uh, which require this kind of care. Uh, the second aspect is the consumer awareness, because you and I now understand the difference between a good yogurt and a bad yogurt, right? Uh, uh, because we have choices. Earlier, we didn't have a choice. Eki dahi aata tha, so you have to buy it and you have to eat it if you want. now you've got so many choices so you can distinguish the good from the bad and uh, or not so good let me not call it bad but not so good right so um, the same thing is playing out in every industry you look at uh, you look at uh, poultry industry for example uh, you and i wouldn't have really or you know our our mothers or 
you know uh, family members wouldn't have really thought of getting fish uh, ordered online and being happy about it but now that's become uh, that's become possible and that's become very you know natural to us that who wants to go to a fish market and buy it now that's in a very small population but still you know it's it's been uh, it's it's an acceptable thing now so uh, i think the the whole uh, paradigm shift has been driven by uh, by technology oriented businesses and by uh, people adopting new ways of consuming things direct to customer is the is the latest trend and a lot of things have now been driven because of that right on technology front because uh, now uh, miniaturizing of your delivery uh, so earlier 10 years back there used to be cold chain only till from the factory maximum till the distributor after that you know nobody really cared and uh, another thing you would you would appreciate is if you and i go to a supermarket and buy ice cream and by the time you come back it melts you won't blame the ice cream guy right you'll blame you'll be like ha it was normal right because you buy ice cream and you come back it's melted but if the same ice cream is delivered by the supermarket melted to you you will not accept it so True. so that's the change right so now he has the owners to deliver that thing in a in the right form and shape to you it should look nice it, and that's the consumer experience and we are willing to pay for it also you know in some some sense so miniaturizing the the whole cold chain and the packaging etc increasing the time uh, let's say 3 to 4 days uh, you talk about any gifting sites who gift chocolates the biggest challenge for them is that how do they they send it from their uh, warehouse to your house or your friends or relatives house which may be you know in a smaller tier 2 tier 3 city where you want them to experience the uh, the best chocolates right so uh, so the time for for travel has has gone up and therefore that demand uh, is is higher and then and then the flexibility that i want my food today and i want it now right so i i'm not willing to wait for another 2 3 days order today and get it after 3 4 days so that flexibility for the supply chain the agileness of the supply chain is also something which is really now challenged so these are the these are the problem statements and therefore uh, therefore the solutions uh, that are being built are being built to solve these problems um So uh, does that mean, Rajat? Lot of uh, uh, like, for an example, I'm I'm not from the uh, industry that you are in, and you can pardon me for that ignorance. But but let's say ten years back, there was one size fit all kind of technology, and today it is more you know uh, tailor made according to the needs of of you know licious <laughs> according to the need of you spoke about chocolate. Is that is that the way i infer um i think the demands have gone up right the earlier technology is not able to satisfy these new demands or the new ways of of consuming uh, food products or pharma products or uh, the expectation of these brands to reach out to consumers see earlier the brand used to send it to the distributor now the distributor will sell it to the retailer now when he has a full truck load he may go and sell it to the retailer if he has a smaller order he will not sell and the brand loses the business or you and i don't find it uh, you find a stock out now nobody is willing to take that up they're saying i need the product at the shelf now whatever it takes let's do it or let's go directly to the customer 
so i think those demands have gone which are driving uh, which are driving technology earlier the customer their their uh, responsibility got uh, ended at the um, at the distributor level after that they are not concerned about or they don't control the inventory the inventory is controlled by the distributor but now the consumer experience matters and if the consumer doesn't experience it well then he the brand loses nobody else loses in the chain so therefore they are now concerned about how how that can be driven and therefore you know things like blockchain things like traceability of of the product things like ensuring uh, temperature compliance till the end um you know uh, with the social media also if you send a melted chocolate somewhere to someone he'll take a picture and put it on social media now one you know sad customer will impact a lot of others and they won't order from your from your site so that's that's where you know there's a lot of pressure to actually uh, perform right till the last mile wow never thought of this aspect i mean you end up consuming a lot of <laughs> fish chicken prawns and never thought that that you know supply chain the cold chain is the real power behind it i mean yeah how <laughs> you know uh, you you also spoke about clean energy so are these new age supply chain you know uh, whatever technologies are 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 are, are, are about are are you know energy efficient or or this thing uh, on like you spoke about diesel generators etc or or what has changed there as well see you have um, so you you have the conventional systems which have all been diesel driven systems uh, like our own uh, air conditioned cars right your your car ac works typically on diesel now even that's that's changing and people are moving towards electrification and you know uh, in some areas they've already done well uh, some areas are yet to be tapped and a lot of areas are yet to be tapped uh, similarly as you look at growing the whole supply chain or the cold supply chain if it is not based on sustainable solutions it is going to create a very high carbon impact and most of the brands and in fact individuals are now aware of it think of packaging uh, when you look at packaging that day flipkart had taken out a, a a notice saying that they have almost eliminated uh, all the single use packaging plastic packaging in their uh, in their uh, products being delivered similarly people have uh, an inherent consciousness which they are trying to um, also you know that also adds to their overall brand value so i think that there is an importance of creating solutions which are not only um, you know there there are two three elements it has to first work right if it doesn't work then anyways <laughs> it doesn't make sense second is it has to be uh, viable from a business standpoint if it is not viable then also people are not going to use it and then third is sustainable <clears throat> so that's typically the hierarchy where it goes but sustainability gets good number of points and all of these solutions that we are uh, ourselves working on are are much more sustainable than any any of the conventional systems and that is obtained in multiple ways right so one is you've been able to miniaturize the whole solution and therefore you only need to cool whatever is actually required to be kept in cold if you are it's like it's like if you have a car uh, 
you are you're the only one who's sitting but your car ac is on everybody if the, all the all the back seats where nobody is sitting is also getting cold right so the capacity utilization uh, if you look at from a from a uh, equivalent standpoint is, is let's say four seater car 25% the rest of it is just getting wasted now compare that to the seat cooling technologies that you have now seat cooling technologies you could actually cool yourself and rather than cooling the whole car right? and so the, so similar to that instead of cooling the whole truck we are only cooling whatever is required to be cooled and then instead of limiting ourselves to be carried only in a truck because a truck requires uh, you know uh, the ac has to, the engine has to be big enough to run an ac so that can be done only in a truck but if you have only a small package why would you use a truck you would use a bike so you are able to reduce the footprint energy footprint there also so there are so there are multiple levels in which you are actually optimizing the use of assets and also reducing uh, the the you know unsustainability of the overall supply chain by adding these efficiencies and these efficiencies add not only to the sustainable quotient they also add to the overall cost quotient so uh, so that's the, that would be my uh, my answer on this and you know um, people earlier they've you know and now with new technologies there are multiple uh, things that are coming up you know there are active systems which are run off batteries there are dc compressors small dc compressors there are uh, systems that use uh, thermoelectrics uh, which are normally good for lower ambient countries but not so much for india but still they are used and then these passive systems like the ones that we make using these phase change uh, thermal batteries and then you have uh, you know uh, some uh, some cryogenic technologies some of the, all of these things are are replacing what traditionally used to be uh, you know just a truck driven market you have a truck you have a engine that operates cools the truck right yeah cryogenic is another word that all of us learned in last two three months i think <laughs> yeah uh, true true that's it i mean uh, again you you've spoken very highly about our technology and, and since you understand it more uh, more than anyone else in in amongst us now if i were to just you know request you ask you to crystal gaze say these are the two key technologies that will you know overhaul the entire supply chain or or logistics as an industry are there are there ones that you willing to bet upon one b uh, rajat i mean do you in turn work with smaller startups give them fund i mean i, I know this is not related questions to technology but i just want to uh, seek your answer on one two three technology trends that you are seeing and are you are you then uh, working with your lot of startups acquiring them funding them to build solutions for you i'm just trying to connect these dots because uh, genuinely a lot of work on tech space is being done driven by a lot of startups which are cost effective etc and therefore i thought i'd just kind of club this question and ask you so um I think let me take the second question first uh, we work in an ecosystem that has uh, large players as well as small players and they could either and 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 in today's world rohit uh, the way things work is always and and when it works well it is always collaborative 
Now, whether it is my supplier, whether it is my customer, and everybody understands that they cannot do everything across the board. So we also engage with a lot of uh, companies that have their own set of expertise and uh, engage with them as partners, suppliers, strategic, uh, you know, MOUs, etc., to get to get to integrate their solutions into our products and get it to that to our customers. So that's something which is uh, which is very very important, and that forms the cornerstone of the way we work. Uh, extremely collaborative, right? Um, and and uh, and at the same time, there is there is uh, respect uh, and uh, and uh, you know value of everyone's IP uh, because that's again an uh, an area where where you know a uh, lot of people avoid collaboration. <clears throat> because of because of ip issues so i think as long as you are straightforward in your dealing and you have a win-win business case uh, i think i think it makes a lot of sense on the customer side also we have a wide range of people ranging from home bakers to the largest of e-commerce companies so even smaller companies smaller uh, players they uh, they have you know startups they've been they've been very actively engaged with us in building solutions for them and sometimes i think that they appreciate uh, these solutions more than more than some of the traditional companies uh, given that they have lesser baggage on their on their backs so uh, so uh, in terms of in terms of the customer profile as well as supplier profile it's very very diverse and uh, for example areas where we are you know we are we are good in thermal engineering uh, but there's some areas of manufacturing where we are not not strong for example moldings plastics etc so that's where we use some of some of our suppliers expertise um, some tech related things uh, where where we reach out to them and we we take their inputs on uh, or we collaborate with them on the on the whole iot piece for example so uh, so so there is enough collaboration uh, as far as the technologies going forward is concerned, I think I can talk about about cold chain in general. Uh, may may not be the complete supply chain. There may be other things there, including warehousing tech, etc. But from uh, from the cold chain standpoint, I would I would say one of the one of the key things that's going to happen and going to revolutionize things uh, is is going to be the electrification of the fleet. And I think there's a lot of movement happening in that direction. Uh, with various models coming up, uh, you know, there. I was talking to a company that that does uh, the whole battery swap standardization uh, for uh, for buses to small uh, small three wheelers. So the whole range, uh, and they work with OEMs. Uh, then uh, there are a lot of so uh, so actually the electric drive technology has really. Um, you know, remove the monopoly of manufacturing from a few large guys into a lot of smaller people. Because now the drivetrain is much easier to make than actually making the whole engine. Right? So that's so that's where I think uh, a lot of um, disruption is going to happen, both on the two-wheeler, three-wheeler, and, and and the four-wheeler level. At least in the at the smaller size, the larger trucks may take a little bit of time, um, uh, depending upon the infra. A development as well. The second thing is going to be the traceability, uh, blockchain, and uh, you know uh, the the integration of all uh, disparate pieces that are there across the supply chain. Because as uh, you know, I have not been a supply chain head, but when I interact with them, I think the biggest 
challenge for them is to then figure out how and what went wrong and uh, you know how to really debug the whole system to ensure higher reliability and that and that uh, that can happen only when you have a certain um, certain traceability at every level and uh, that now can be can be achieved in a in a relatively more cost effective manner using the blockchain technologies and and uh, you know uh, sensors etc that are there so uh, i think that's that's the second piece and then i think on the on the cold chain front uh, uh, the passive cooled technology that that we've been um, dealing with is also something we strongly believe is going to um, completely change the way we do urban uh, movement or you know package movement of goods you and i don't don't think of sending uh, you know the kheer that that you your your mother or your aunt has made we don't think of sending it across to you know let's say from bombay to delhi i've made a good kheer and i'll send it across now that's going to be possible because you know it's just a simple packaging that can be easily couriered so anything that you make anywhere can be sent across i think that's the desire and that's something which uh, which this can uh, definitely make possible right it was interesting to talk to you rajat because because from outside you never understand the value of of what you do i mean in terms of supply chain and and i mean it is an interesting conversation i've learned lot more about technology today than ever been so thank you so much for spending your time i will i'll look forward to interact with you more often than this rajat is what i think sure. Sure. absolutely thank you. thank you so much sure. thanks thank thanks you. for the opportunity sure. thank you thank you thanks